Amen. Amen. We're just so honored. Hey, here in just a few moments, uh, those of you that are watching at home, uh, I encourage you to go to YouTube and uh, type in watching you. It'll pop up Rodney Adkins uh, and it'll say official. And so we're going to watch that video here in the sanctuary, but um, I'm not positive. Most of the time, Facebook uh, will mute uh, any music that's copyrighted. So uh, don't think the, the sound went away. Uh, if that happens, uh, you watch the video at home. We're going to watch it here. And uh, then I've got a word for you that I want to encourage. So, yeah, uh, this is a country song. Don't nobody get offended because I played a country song at church. And um, you know what happens when you play a country song backwards? Your truck works. Your wife comes back. Your dog comes back. Everything. <laughs> You're sober. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so, yeah. Country song. Won't you enjoy it? Watch it at home. Uh, let's watch here. Make sure the volume's up good and loud. Turn it up. Driving through town, just my boy and me, with a happy meal in his booster seat. Knowing that he couldn't have the toy till his nuggets were gone. Traffic light turned straight to red I hit my brakes and mumbled under my breath His fries went a-flying and his orange drink covered his lap Well, in my four-year-old said a four-letter word It started with S and I was concerned So I said, son, now where'd you learn to talk like that? He said, I've been watching you, Dad, ain't that cool? I'm your buckaroo, I want to be like you and eat all my food and grow as tall as you are. We got cowboy boots and camo pants, yeah, we're just alike, hey, ain't we, Dad?
said, my little bear is growing up. And he said, but when I'm big, I'll still know what to do. Cause I've been watching you, dad ain't that cool. I'm your buckaroo, I wanna be like you. And eat all my food, and grow as tall as you are. Then I'll be strong and Superman will be just like Hey, won't we, Dad? When I can do everything you do Cause I've been watching Amen. Today I just want to take a few moments and I want to preach a message called Help Me Help My Stupid Self. When Jacob was young, and it's such an honor to have my son in service with me today. He doesn't get to be here much, and him and his wife Morgan. Good to have them. So proud of him. He was little and we wouldn't allow him to say the S word. And he came home, he'd watched a movie and he said... Uh, they had a bad word. And we said, yeah. He said, yeah, the S word. And we said, yeah. He said, stupid. See, that was, that was the only S word he knew. We didn't allow him to say stupid. He couldn't call us stupid or him stupid or his little sister stupid. Or, we didn't allow that. So I'm kind of breaking my own rule today uh, by talking to you about, Lord, help me help my stupid self. Anybody ever been stupid? I was following a truck yesterday on uh, the interstate, and it said, don't follow me. I do stupid stuff. And <laughs> uh, I, I didn't follow him. I just went around him. Uh, I left him to do his stupid stuff, and uh, I went on about my business. But you know, it's hard sometimes, because sometimes we're following the wrong people. There's a lot of people today doing some stupid stuff. And if you follow them, if you watch them, you'll end up doing stupid stuff too. And the problem is, sometimes it's our fathers. We've got to learn as fathers. Today, this is not a father bashing day. This is a father encouraging day. Because there's so much as fathers we do right. But you know what? There's not one of us that can't look back and go, I wish I'd have done that differently. I could have done a better job at this. I could have done a better job here. Because some, the point is, somebody is watching us. When we're first born, I know Amy posted a picture this morning uh, of our kids. We holding our kids, Jacob in the NICU in the incubator. And then Haley in a rocking chair. And uh, I mean, from the, first, from the first time they're born, we lay eyes on them. It's the parents... Watching the kids. The grandparents watching the kids. And then as they grow up, they get friends. And then the friends are watching you. And then you get grown and you get married. And then it's your spouse watching you. And then you have children of your own. And your children are watching you. And then they have children. And they are watching you. Someone's always watching us. 
And they see what we do. And somebody wants to be just like you. Are you somebody that you want somebody else to be like? You know, it's amazing how... Uh, God created uh, our, our genes and, I mean, parents come together and have children. Isn't it amazing how much kids look like their parents? The older I get, the more I look like my daddy. I have a picture in my Bible uh, of him. I don't know how old he was, my age or whatever. Man, I, I look out and I'm getting I look more and more like him all the time. But you know what? I wish I... Acted more like him sometimes. I wish I was more like him sometimes. I have some of his characteristics. I have some of his attributes. And But you know what? I, 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 I don't know that I can say that I am so much like him. I grew up. I remember many, many, many times getting up in the middle of the night to go to get a drink or go to the bathroom and find him laying in the floor praying. I don't know. If my kids ever found me in the floor praying, usually in the middle of the night, I'm sleeping. That's where they found me. Or in the recliner. I mean, there's, 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 there's so many things that we, we look and we realize that we want to be like our fathers. So much even in 1 Kings chapter 22 verse 43. I'm not really preaching on this scripture. You don't have to turn there. I'll read it to you. Uh, Jehoshaphat. Number one rule for fathers, don't call your kids fat. Jehoshaphat, not good. Don't name your kid Theophilus. I mean, he'll grow up thinking he's the awfulest kid he ever was. Not good things, just not good stuff. But the Bible says, Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat, there you go, that's better. We want to be politically correct, don't we? No, we, we don't care. Was a good king following the example of his father Asa. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight. Man, you know what? I want to do what's pleasing in the Lord's sight so that my children will do what's pleasing in the Lord's sight. Yet, the Bible says that Jehoshaphat failed... To remove all the pagan shrines and the people still offered sacrifice and burn incense there. He was a good king. He followed after his father. But he didn't do everything just right. None of us do everything just right. That would make us perfect. If there is anyone today perfect, please come. You preach. I'll sit down. Because I'm not. I can preach to you what to do, but I don't always do it myself. Isn't that how it works? Because we're human. It's easy to tell our children what to do, but it's harder to do it. It's so easy to quote the Word and quote the Scriptures and use the Bible to beat people over the head. But it's another thing entirely to live it. 
To be that living book, to be that living example, to be that person that somebody can look at. And as fathers, we can all look back and we can see things that, you know what? I wish I'd have done that better. I wish I'd have spent more time. I wish I'd have spent more time right over here next door at this house uh, with my son down on the floor on that rug you had with all those cars. I wish I'd have spent more time on that rug playing with those cars and less time making you clean your room. He still don't like to clean his room, does he? But you know what happens? They grow up too fast. And we spend so much time wanting them to be just so perfect. And we were trying to... And it's, you got to teach your kids to do chores. And you got to... You got to... You know, we watched Barney. And, you know, we, we did all the... We, you know, we learned all the stuff. But you know what? We, we come to a point, we look back and we go, Man, I wish I'd have spent more time playing. I, miss, I wish I'd have spent more time praying. I wish I'd have spent more time... I look now, I look back and my dad would always ask me, Son, he was older, I was grown. Son, can we go fishing? Can we go fishing? And I would say, Dad, I'm just so busy. I got so much. I wish now, now that he's gone on to be with the Lord. Why? What was so important? I should have stopped what I was doing and said, yes, dad, let's go fishing. So anytime you want to go fishing, take me fishing, I'll go. Everybody liked to go fishing with my dad because when you went fishing with my dad, he supplied everything. My uncles, everybody we went, I mean, he paid for the gas, he paid for the snacks, I mean, he paid the boat launch, and then he always caught more fish than everybody too, but he would always tell us, you're not holding your mouth right. As parents, you know, the Bible says in in Matthew chapter 7, you parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those that ask? Listen, we have a heavenly Father that knows how to give good gifts. He knows what we need and He's willing to give us what we need. And He was an example in every area. He was an example of giving. He was an example of sacrifice. He was an example of love. And I'm telling you, amen, I want to be more like him. I want people to see more of my heavenly father and my earthly father. There's many people that can't say that. There's a lot of people that don't want to be like their earthly fathers. So not, not all fathers are, are, are the best. We all make mistakes. We've all, you know, we, well, we all strive. Some people have had a past and then they get born again and they're doing better, but you can't go back and redo everything. You can only say you're sorry and forgive me. Man, we have a heavenly Father that has never let us down. Never led us astray. Never made the wrong decision. But we can't say that. As earthly fathers, it's our responsibility. I mean, we, we see that video, the, the little kid. I mean, he's just little. He's so excited. Man, come on, Dad, I'm ready to go. And, you know, all of a sudden he says this little word. And his dad's like, whoa, boy, where'd you learn that? From you. Whew. I don't know about you, but did that hit anybody's heart? Did all of a sudden things start going through your mind that you thought, they heard me say that. They saw me do that. They saw that example. Wow. And some of them are turning out to be just like you. In a lot of cases, that's a good thing, isn't it? And some, maybe not so much. So we've got to begin to say, Lord, help me. Help 
my stupid self. You know, in our flesh, man, we're lacking, aren't we? We all have a desire to do good. Every father has the desire to be the best. I and mean, we hold that child in our arms and, I mean, it's our goal. I'm going to be the best dad. I'm going to do this and I'm going to be that. But you know what? Life happens. And we go to work and we work long hours and we come home and sometimes we're not careful. We're frustrated. We're tired. And isn't it amazing how sometimes we'll take out our frustration on the ones we love the most that are closest to us? We'll open a door for a stranger and yell at our own. Lord, help us help our stupid self. Lord, help us to be better examples. Help us to not do things because somebody's watching and they want to be just like us. We do, we're so good. We do good at supplying what our people, our kids need. They have food. We fed them happy meals. You tried to fix them the food they liked. We provided for their nourishment. You gave them bottles in the middle of the night. You change dirty diapers. You do all of those things and you feed them. You give them a, a, a clothes to wear. It may not, they may not always be the finest or the best or something that they even want. But they're not running around naked. I have some, seen some kids running around naked. I'll say, put some clothes on them. Put some clothes on those kids. Especially if you're going to put them on Facebook. Put some clothes on them. We provide for their safety. We protect them. Every night before we go to bed, we make the, sure the doors are locked and their windows are secure. And we, we want to protect them from everything uh, in the world. But you know what? As much as we try to protect our kids from all of the dangers in the world, there's an adversary seeking whom he may devour. telling you it's coming through the telephone. It's coming through their cell phones. It's coming through their computers. It's coming through their friends. It's coming I mean, through education. There's a lot of enemies attacking and coming. Coming against our children, teaching them the opposite from what the Bible's teaching them. And parents, you've got to do your best to teach them truth. When children are young, when you first put truth in them, when you teach them, as you teach them their colors, once you teach a child what's red and what's blue and what's yellow and what's green, it's hard for anybody to ever change their mind. But if you don't teach them, somebody out there will teach them the wrong and they'll believe it they'll fall for it we see so many people have been confused why it's 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 your job come on fathers teach your children the truth you we, we keep them cool we keep them warm we give them an education we teach them and we discipline them come on you got to teach them you got to discipline fathers discipline your children do not leave it all to the mama don't make mama be the bad guy all the time Come on, let mama be the one to hold them when they're crying after you'd spanked them. Discipline your kids. Don't let them talk ugly to their mama, to their siblings. Amen. Make them do what's right. Amen. Give them some boundaries. Set up some, some uh, uh, areas that they can work within. But know that there's consequences. And then when you have to enact the consequences, follow through. There was only one time uh, that I had to take Jacob's car away from him. <laughs> Where's Luke? Luke, Jacob, y'all remember why too, don't you? I want to talk about that. It's forgiven, forgotten, and under the blood. 
but they were kids doing kid stuff. But I, I, we, we had to do something. And uh, he was older, teenager, driving. And so, you know what? You do what, what they like most. And we took his car away. But guess what? Who had to take him to school? Who had to pick him up? Who had to take him to practice? Who had to run him around town? Listen, it was a hardship on us. But we had to follow through. And he had to learn some discipline. I gave it back to him. I didn't ever take it away again. Let's do other stuff. That was too hard. But once you say you're going to do something, do it. Uh, let, let kids know that there's consequences to their actions. But let them always know that with whatever you're doing, there is unconditional love. I love you no matter what you do, but when you make mistakes, I'm going to discipline you because fathers, you are like God in their life. When they're under your control, your correction satisfies God. And every teenager says, I can't wait till I get out on my own until I can, you know, I'm under my father's rule. And guess what? When you're too old to be corrected by your father... God takes over. I'd much rather have a spanking from my dad than from God. God knows how to get your attention. But He still does it in love and mercy and justice. But I'd much rather have had a spanking from my dad from those bamboo switches. We had some bamboos growing over there. He'd pick one of those things. Those things don't break. And all those little knots... Will break the skin. Daddy didn't give us spankings very often. I got a spanking from mama daily. But from dad only a few times a year. But once he started. He made up from the, all the way from the last time. All the way up to now. Mama said bend over. She'd go hold one hand. I'd run circles around her. Dad said bend over. You didn't move a muscle. There's a difference in mama's discipline and daddy's discipline. But we always discipline with mercy. I've told you the story many times where as kids up in the attic of another church and me and my two friends and one of us falls through and hanging from the ceiling right above my dad's pulpit. Everybody looks up on Sunday morning. I get home. I know I'm fixing to get the beating of my life. And I got a spanking. And it just wasn't all that bad. And I remember thinking, wow, I was expecting a lot more. It wasn't until later when I was grown that dad said, son, I was married and in revival. And me and the preacher's son was up in the attic chasing pigeons and I fell through. And I had to correct you, but I'd been there. You see, as fathers, we need to remember we've been there. We need to remember what it's like to be a child, to be a teenager. And even though we have to discipline, we discipline in love and in mercy. We, we do it because we love them. Uh, don't forsake the chastening of your father. Don't, don't, don't despise it because it's for your own good. Amen? And instruction. The instruction of a father. Everything I know. And I, 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 did, I just did my son an injustice. I, I didn't teach him everything I know. Now, I had to learn a lot because my dad was in a plane crash and he couldn't do as much when I was 
Paul and Jill knew him more before the plane crash. I was about four years old. And so I grew up uh, having to do what daddy couldn't do. I learned to do electrical and plumbing and everything. We worked, he had rent houses and he would lay in the scuttle hole and tell me what to do. And that's how I learned to do it. But sometimes, you know, when, when, when you can do it yourself, there's lots of times I just did it myself when I should have been making Jacob do it. Because that's how you learn. You know how he learned to mow the yard? He was in front of me on the lawnmower. My hand's out here, his hand's here, and we mowed straight lines. I like my lines straight. And we mow back and forth. See, when kids are young, they want to mow, I want to mow. You know? And one day... I let go, and he kept going, and I went to the recliner. And from then on, it was his job to mow the yard. I mowed the field some on the tractor. Haley got old enough to reach the clutch in the brake. I taught her how to drive the John Deere. Many years, she mowed all the fields. You see, instruction. So many times as parents, as fathers, uh, we want to do it quick. We want it done. Well, they can't do it as good as I can. You know why? Because you don't teach them how. I could have done better at that. I could have taught him how to do more. And it's amazing now. He probably knows how to do more stuff than me. I know he does. Uh, but he learned it most off of YouTube. He'll work on his truck. He'll tear stuff apart. He'll, I said, you, where did you learn that? Watch the video on YouTube. Watch the video, go do it. Man, that's amazing. But you know what? There again, he probably didn't have all the experiences I have. Right here in the church, putting up the chandelier. Dad, will this shock me? No. He said, well, I didn't think it would. A lot of good experiences. Don't know how many houses I was under. Little low Cody, low houses, no ventilation with that good PVC glue. Woo, that'll make you feel good. I don't condone sniffing glue. Unless you're a plumber. Worked Tate in bed for a long time and I was working around some of these painters. We got some painters here in the church. This one old guy worked for, uh, I won't say who he worked for. Uh, y'all might know him. <laughs> he was oh, I remember I came in the closet one day he was over there he had a paint thinner rag and he was sniffing it he said if you'll sniff this it'll make the day go quicker <laughs> the only problem he had sniffed it so much he didn't know what was going on listen I don't know if my kids I don't think they heard me cuss Usually under my breath. Only cussed one time I know of out loud. When I touched a spark plug on a lawnmower. Me and daddy was working on. I was about at junior high. Something came out of my mouth that shouldn't have. Had a little correction. I remember one time me and my, me and my cousin. Uh, it was Chrissy. <laughs> Chrissy, we was over, over here in these bushes. And uh, I don't know why I'm telling y'all all my faults. Y'all think I'm perfect. Me and my cousin, we were probably junior high. She was a little toddler. She was old enough to be running around by herself. And uh, 
Mama wouldn't let us do something. We were so mad. We went on over there in those bushes and we were just saying every cuss word we knew. Chrissy was on the other side of the bushes. She said, I heard that. We ran around there. We started going, no, 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 that's not what we said. We said, whoo, it's right. She's going to go tell our mamas on us. I don't cuss anymore, but I did work constructions. I still know the words. I just choose not to use them. Because I don't want my children to use them. I treated their mama with love and respect and with honor. And I made them gag a lot. Oh, dude, why are you doing that? Stop kissing mama. Stop hugging mama. But you know what? I hope they treat their wives the way you saw me treat your mama. With honor and respect and opening their doors and giving them gifts. I, I saw my father, I'm not as good as my daddy, give my mama flowers and chocolates and different stuff just because, not on special occasions, just because. I want to be better at teaching instruction on how to work and how to treat others and how to worship. We have a whole group of people, that young people, that don't know how to worship because they've never seen their fathers worship or their parents. They don't know how to pray because they've never seen their fathers pray. They don't know to read their Bible because they haven't seen. Because see, the old adage, do as I say, not as I do, does not work. Never has, never will. Children do what they see. My friend, uh, Paul Freeman, pastors of church in uh, Victory. We talk every Sunday, and I've heard him say this before. He told me this morning. What parents do in moderation, children do in excess. Listen to that. What parents do in moderation, children will do in excess. What do you want your children to do in excess? Do you want them to love in excess? Do you want them to give in excess? Do you want them to worship in excess? Do you want them to love God in excess? Whatever, what do you want them to overdo? They're going to overdo what they see you do. They're just going to take it to a different level. Man, I want to be better at giving unconditional love. I'm sure my son and my daughter deserved every spanking they ever got. But I hope they always knew we loved them. They always knew. It's not, I'm not doing this, not correcting you because I'm mad at you or hate you or think you're a bad person. It's because I love you and I think you're great and I want you to be great. So, un, I can't even explain how proud I am of my son and my daughter what they've become, the, the adults, the, the work integrity, the honesty, the, the maturity. They love God. They love others. And I realize that that's probably most of their mama's doing, but I hope I had a little bit to do with it. And I told, I told Pastor Marcelo this morning... Um, I said, isn't it great when your kids get older and get jobs and are able to buy you nice stuff? (laughs) Yeah, it's a blessing. 
Because, I mean, all of our life we provided for them, provided, give, 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 but it's nice. And I encourage you, if now you're grown and you're blessed, come on, bless your mom and daddy. Take care of them. Take them to eat sometimes. Bless them with stuff. Let them know how much you appreciate them. Just call them. Just say hi. Because I promise you, when they're gone, and I'm not going to live forever. Hope I live a long, long time. My daddy only lived to 80. I'm 52. We've been married 31 years. It doesn't seem like but just a minute. Underwater. <laughs> no, 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 that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. That's what... <laughs> that's not... Couldn't, I just couldn't resist, could I, Brother Dale? No, it just seems like time has gone very quickly. So I think, man, what, what if I'm gone by the time I'm ailing? You don't have that much time with me. Enjoy every minute of it. Amy posted some pictures this morning, and uh, the kids bought me a, a kayak. And Amy, uh, I'm sure I'm going to have to pitch in something. Uh, they bought me a fishing kayak, and so... Uh, now you need to buy Jacob one so he can go with me. And uh, I'm so proud of my daughter-in-law. She just got, just got a job. Isn't that exciting? Uh, it is for Jacob. I don't know how exciting it is for her. Uh, she graduated with her master's and uh, just got a job. She's the head of a, of a social, working in crisis response, she, in, in crime victim services uh, over the social workers. And she'll be doing casework and things. She's trying to get her hours uh, she has had 3,000 hours to become a, a counselor and so proud of her. But um, I posted, I, you know, I said, I'm so thankful for my two children. And I said, maybe by next Mother's Day or Father's Day, they'll give us some grandkids. I didn't, they, I didn't get no response. They both just laughed at it. <laughs> What's so funny about that? I thought it was a good idea. That's way better than a kayak. I'll have them out there in the kayak, about two years old. Children are a blessing. But what are we teaching them? Can any father today here with me say that sometimes you've been stupid? You've said stupid things, done stupid things. You not, were not always the best example. Thank God for mercy. Thank God they turned out as good as they did. But wouldn't you say now, you know what? Because we get a chance to do it over with our grandkids. We, get a ch- we, we still get a chance to do it with our children as long as they're alive. We can go back and say, hey, I'm sorry. Did you, anybody ever have to apologize to your kids? I did. I would go tell them, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have acted like that. I shouldn't have you know, said that. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, I reacted in the wrong way. My mama, one time. Mama got angry, whipped me with the vacuum cleaner cord. She picked the cord up and whopped me. Came back a little while later, apologized. She said, I prayed, I repented, asked the Lord to forgive me. Now I'm going to spank you in the right spirit. (laughs) Why do I get two spankings because you messed up the first one? Because she said, I don't want to put that bad spirit on you. So I got another one. 
I deserved it, I promise. Promise I did. I'm going to close this morning. I want to read to you. I could preach on and on and on. I got lots of stuff, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to get to it. Um, I want to read to you Proverbs chapter number 4. Just a little bit of instruction. This is from the New Living Translation. But I just want you to listen. Young men, young ladies, fathers. Let's listen to this. Listen to this. My children, listen when your father corrects you. Pay attention and learn good judgment. For I'm giving you good guidance. Don't turn away from my instructions. For I too was once my father's son, tenderly loved as my mother's only child. My father taught me, take my words to heart. Follow my commandments and you will live. Get wisdom. Develop good judgment. Does that sound like anybody's daddy? Anybody ever tell you, go to school? I love, I, 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 sometimes I try to skip school. I'd crawl, I'd sneak over to mama's side of the bed. I'd wake her up. I don't feel good. Mama, oh, poor baby. Let me check your temperature. Oh, I don't think I need to stay home. Daddy would wake up. Hey, boy, go get dressed. Go, you're going to school. Oh, man. He didn't, he didn't, he, 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 he was believing to send me to school. He probably just wanted to get rid of me. I'm not sure. That wasn't true. Get wisdom. Develop good judgment. Don't forget my words and turn away for, or turn away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Love her, and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. I mean, somebody would say, "Why? Why they want me to go to school? Why did I come?" I do not understand how my kids are as smart as they are because I ask them every day of their life when they got home from school, "What'd you learn?" Nothing. I don't know how they learned anything. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. Man, teach your children good judgment. How in the world are you going to teach your children good judgment when you never practice good judgment? Always making the wrong decisions. Teach them to make the right decisions. Physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially. It'll be a blessing to them. Teach them. If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her and she will honor you. She will place a lovely wreath on your head. She will present you with a beautiful crown. My child, listen to me. And do as I say. Now remember we said earlier... It's not just what you say. But we understand Proverbs. Solomon wrote this book. He was the wisest man. He could, he could have these words because he lived it. But we look at his life and he also made a lot of dumb mistakes. You know why? Because nobody's perfect. We can have all the wisdom in the world. Still make bad decisions. My child, listen to me and do as I say and you will have a long, good life.
I will teach your wisdom ways and lead you in straight paths. When you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Guard them, for they are the key to life. Don't do as the wicked do. Don't follow the path of evildoers. Don't even think about it. Woo! How many times did I start to do something and my mama say, don't even think about it? Oh, yes, ma'am. Don't even think about doing bad stuff. Don't go that way. Turn away and keep moving. For evil people can't sleep until they've done their evil deed for the day. They can't rest until they've caused someone to stumble. They eat the food of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. The way of the righteous is the way of the righteous. <laughs> Big difference in righteous and righteous. Come on. It's like a first gleam of the dawn which shines even brighter until the full day of light. But the way of the wicked is like total darkness. They have no idea what they're stumbling over. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep in your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. What are you putting in your children's hearts? I tried to tell my children all the time, you're the smartest, you're the best, you're the best looking, we love you. We didn't say the S word in our house. Never called them stupid. Never told them they couldn't attain or be something. We told them they could be anything they wanted to be. Go for it. We tried a lot of things. Let them do a lot of things. Found what they were good at. Didn't let them quit anything they started until it was over. If you start something, finish it. You don't have to do it again next time. Teach them. What are you putting in their heart? Are you breaking their heart? I'm telling you, they're going to remember the words you say for the rest of their life. Just like you remember the things that were said to you. Lord, help me help my stupid self. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of of your life. Look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. Make a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Oh, I wish I could just keep on reading. Verse chapter 5. All you, all you young men, go home and read chapter 5. It'll tell you to stay away from them wild women. That's good wisdom right there. <laughs> Brother Dale said too late. He married her. Fathers, let's be the best fathers we can be. If we made mistakes, you know what? It's never too late 
to apologize. Maybe you're grown, your kids are grown. Maybe you can recall, as we said that, maybe you recall a time that maybe you said or did or acted in a way that wasn't right. You know what? Go to them, because I promise they remember it. And go say, son, daughter, remember when I did that or acted that way? I just want you to know I'm sorry. Ask you to forgive me. And there, there's something about saying I'm sorry. When we say it to God, He forgives all of our sins. When we tell others we're sorry, it helps heal. It, it, it helps people get over things. Because if, if you've been done wrong and you were never apologized to, it still hurts. There's things we can't take back. We can't undo it. But we can help people heal by saying we're sorry and asking for forgiveness and changing our behavior. You can't just say I'm sorry and keep doing it. Fathers, let's do better. Let's give better instruction. But let's give a better life knowing that our children are watching. And if it, maybe you say, well, I don't have any kids. Somebody's watching you. Somebody wants to be like you. Somebody is, uh, they're, they're, they're striving for your job, for your position, to, to be what you have, to have what you have, to drive what you drive, to live where you live. Somebody's watching you and they want to be like you. But are you being somebody worthy of being like? Let's ask the Lord one more time to help him, for, to help us help our stupid self. Amen.